TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here. On TuneIn, go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only twenty-five dollars a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile, get four iPhone 15s on us, and four lines for twenty-five bucks per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. It is time to head out to the Toyota of Hollywood hotline. Shop hundreds of Toyotas indoors in one of America's largest showrooms at Toyota of Hollywood on 441 between Hollywood and Sheridan. All right, let's jump right to him like we have for a long, long time. Mike Florio from Pro Football Talk joins us. Mike, good morning. How you doing? Good, buddy. How are you? Man, I, I'm I'm doing great. Mike, I, I can't imagine anything being better than what happened on Christmas with the ratings on those games, Mike. I, I, I They're even higher than I thought they were going to be, averaging between 28 and 29 million. So I, I hear the just to follow up, the commissioner saying, well, we won't do it next year because Christmas falls on – a Tuesday or Wednesday in the middle of the week, we don't want to mess with our scheduling. You buy that, or do you think they find a way because the numbers were so good? Well, here's the key. The commissioner has never said it. One of his executive assistants, whatever the title is, but the person said Tuesday or Wednesday, Christmas, we won't play games. That's subject to change like anything else. And when you look at the 29% bump from 2022 Christmas ratings to 2023, how do you give that territory back to the NBA? And the NBA ratings cratered from last year to this year. It's not all that hard to come up with a schedule that allows you to play games on a Wednesday. We floated a couple of ideas yesterday, whether it's giving the six teams who will play on Christmas Day a late bye, give them the weekend off right before the Wednesday game, or you play games on Saturday with the same six teams. They just play different opponents. And then they come back and play on Wednesday. That's the same as going Sunday to Thursday. They can make it happen if they want to make it happen. And with that kind of audience, average of 28.7 million or something like that for the three games, with that kind of audience, you can't, you can't take that day off in the future, whether we like it or not. And frankly, I don't know how I feel about it. I just try to be ahead of the curve on where things are going. And, and if they don't do it, they aren't who we thought they were because we think and we know that they are the ultimate capitalists who aren't going to turn down the chance to make maximum money. Playing those games on Christmas Day is a way to make maximum money. Boy, Mike, I got to tell you, I know the my in-laws party started when the first game. They want you to come over the start of the first game, and it ends when the last game is over. So make sure you uh, you try not to drink too much at one time and, and make sure you get through it because it – you're right. Everything's around that NFL, that schedule they have. So, so Mike, I, I got to ask you the other one that caught me by surprise. I Honestly, I didn't see it. Maybe you saw it coming. 26 touchdowns and eight interceptions, no matter what happened. I know at times they look bad. 
We've seen Peyton, uh, Sean Payton and Russell Wilson go at it on the sideline or Sean Payton go at it at Russell Wilson. I didn't see this benching coming, and, and he looks like it is over. Mike, did you see that coming? When they were struggling early in the season, that's when we took a close look at the contract to try to figure out what the options were. And the key is there's a $37 million salary for 2025 that is guaranteed for injury it becomes fully guaranteed on March 18 of 2024. And this ended up being the same situation as Derek Carr a year ago. Once you know you're moving on, you get him out of the lineup, you put him in bubble wrap, because if he can't pass a physical before the day that the injury guarantee becomes full guarantee, you're stuck. So I think that was a big part of it. And ultimately, look, this comes down to Sean Payton deciding that he's not the franchise quarterback that they thought they were going to get. And when Peyton on Tuesday of this week, and I saw the comments and I thought, boy, boy, boy. And I didn't think it was going to happen the next day, but Peyton had some comments about the offense that made me say, this isn't good. When he says the offense isn't good enough, that, that's not a good sign for the guy who's running the offense on the field. I thought if they lost this weekend, we might see Jared Stidham week 18. They just decided to go ahead and make this move while they still have playoff hopes. Yeah. That's what's amazing to me. They're still alive and they're making this switch. And Peyton has said it's primarily because they need a spark for the offense. And yes, he acknowledges the economic side of it. Well, if this is performance-based, then the economic side answers itself. If you don't think your franchise quarterback is suited to give your offense the spark it needs, he's not your franchise quarterback. You rip up the contract and you move on. And I think that's what will happen after the season, before March 18. They'll terminate the contract. Wilson will become a free agent, and the Broncos will look elsewhere for a quarterback, and it might be Jared Stidham next year based on how he plays the next two weeks. Mike, there's so many different parts to this. The the part that I know we talk about down here, uh, a lot of people don't like Russell Wilson. I wonder if he's got teammates that still don't like him. Sean Payton doesn't look like he's his biggest fan, and sometimes the way you play is how you start to feel about a player. What are your thoughts on that part as well as you think he'll be a starting quarterback somewhere else? Is he still good well, enough to be front line? They, they, they used to mock him in Seattle, the go Hawk stuff. And, and there was a moment in the game on Christmas Eve against the Patriots where he got sacked on a third and eight and he's on the ground and the offensive lineman just look back at him and walk away. So, <laughs> and, and uh, here, here's the bottom line. I think he'll be a starter next year for a couple of important reasons. One, he's still better than a lot of the guys who currently are NFL starters. And number two, because the Broncos owe him $39 million next year, fully guaranteed, subject to offset, he can go somewhere else and he can take the league minimum of $1.21 million, yeah. stick the Broncos for the rest, still make the same money he was going to make, and it's much more palatable. You know, if you're looking dollar for dollar, if you're doing analytics, and the original use of analytics for the NFL was in personnel, and it's very dehumanizing when it comes to the players, but the idea is the players are commodities. Dollar for dollar, what am I getting here? How much does it cost me to have this guy? How much does it cost me to have that guy? Oh, I can have Russell Wilson for $1.21 million? Well, maybe that's a better business decision for my team than the guy that I currently have under contract or the guy that I would be considering signing on the open market. So I think he'll find a spot. I think the Raiders are a team to watch. The Steelers are a team to watch. Commanders, Falcons, and if Kirk Cousins leaves the Vikings, I, I think the Vikings would be a team to keep an eye on as well. Mike, where does this rank? I know people are talking about bad trades. 
where does this one rank considering the extensions just now getting ready to kick in and you gave up a lot to get them? Well, it's hard to surpass the Herschel Walker debacle from 1989, especially given that it laid the foundation for the Cowboys dynasty of the 90s. But when you consider both the trade, two first-round picks, two second-round picks, fifth-round pick, and three players, and then the contract that they gave him with two years left, they didn't have to give him a contract Labor Day weekend or thereabouts of 2022. They gave him that contract that will have paid out $124 million over the first three seasons. They're stuck with huge cap hits to move on from him. That part of it's a disaster. But Sean Payton is of the mindset that once we know a mistake has been made, we don't double down. We don't stick with it just to justify it or cover it up or hope that it changes. We just move on. And that's why they're doing what they're doing. It is going to be expensive from a cap standpoint, not a cash standpoint, other than the $39 million he's owed next year. But it's expensive from a cap standpoint. It's going to be about $35.6 million in 24, mm. $53.6 million in 25. They're going to have to navigate the cap with that money tied up in Russell Wilson. Wow. Yeah, I got to tell you, what a shocker, man. I thought the guy still had a lot of really good football left, and uh, I thought Denver, uh, we were all applauding him, like, wow, they beat out a lot of teams. That was great. Anyway, I, I got to ask you the, the other story here. It's funny because we know some officials, and I, I know you're well-connected to officials as well, but former uh, official analysts that are now working on TV are not making friends with these officials with all the second-guessing that's going on. We see it all the time. Those guys throw to their TV official, and he goes, yeah, this is a bad call, guy out of position. Uh, There's no love, I'm guessing, between those officials and the guys that have left being officials to make three or four times more money working in TV. Yeah, you know, it's funny. It it reminds me of the dynamic for the people who practice law. They're all looking for a way out, and the ones who get out, (laughs) it's like – you dirty no good. Like because it's tough. Like when you when you litigate, you're working hard and it's fighting all the time. But you got golden handcuffs because it's not a bad living, but you're busting your butt all the time. So, look, I I think the league office has sensitivity to what the rules analysts say. I think the best of them, frankly, and with all due respect to the others, is Dean Blandino because he was never on the field. He's got a layer of of uh, removal from you know, getting caught up in the relationships and the rivalries and the personalities that may shape some of these opinions. Because I've talked to former officials, and they're like, oh, well, this guy doesn't know what he's doing. That guy doesn't know what he's doing. Blandino was never part of that. And I think Blandino, I think what they should just do is write him a check for $10 million a year and bring him back and have him revamp the entire officiating function, be the person who speaks to the media when calls need to be explained. They don't have that Great now. Point. They don't have a consistent voice that – faces the media and explains to the fans why the calls are made. And it, it, it's hard to have a lot of faith in officiating when you don't have a voice that can, that can explain it. But that's the problem. The officials themselves are so sensitive to the criticism. They don't like it when there's somebody within the league office that is admitting to the world that these guys have made mistakes. Mike, I got to get to a Thursday night football interview with Aaron Rodgers. I literally almost turned it off like enough. Why? Just go get healthy. Get yourself ready to play. Way too much Aaron Rodgers and what Aaron Rodgers thinks about everything, and yet everybody's still interviewing this guy. Are you, are you a little burned out on Aaron? I mean, I'm literally from that hometown next to him and went to the same school. I've had a gut full of this guy. 
Well, think back to when Tom Brady tore an ACL week one of the 2008 season on a low hit from Bernard Pollard, Chiefs-Patriots, the first game after the Patriots failed to finish the 2007 season 19-0. and He was gone. He wasn't around. He wasn't talking. He wasn't available. He wasn't visible. He wasn't chiming in on this, that, and the other thing regarding the team and giving his opinions about leaks to the media. And, and, and so, you know, Rodgers wants to be front and center, and that's his prerogative. But that's where this all comes from. He wants to be in the limelight, and he also wants to reserve the right to say, why are you criticizing me? Why are you talking about me? And I've noticed this dynamic over the past 10, 15 years. Hey, everybody, look at me. What are you looking at? <laughs> With hardly a beat between the two, you know, they want attention on their own terms. They want attention and praise, not attention and criticism. But at the core, it's just attention. And he's not the only one, but I think that's what it comes from. Yeah. He's so used to being the center of attention. He does that weekly spot with Pat McAfee. And even though he will have only played four snaps all season long, you know, the guy's got a great resume, he's well-known, and he's doing everything he can to keep himself in the limelight. So uh, that's just the way it is, and that's the way it's going to be. And, you know, he may only get worse once he's done playing. Hey, Mike, i got to ask you, this is selfishly, uh, Bills fans, is there a chance that could go to Sunday night football? Or is it too late to make that switch? Oh, no, 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 no. Week 18, everything gets determined after week 17. Okay. So what they have to do now, they peel out two games for Saturday that are on ABC and ESPN. Then there are the 1 o'clock and 425 games. All the late afternoon games kick off at 425, and Fox and CBS will have standalone games in that spot or regional, depending upon how many get put there. And then you've got the last game of the season, and they try to pick a game that ideally will hold relevance to the playoff conversation all the way through the outcome of the other games. And there was a year, within the past three, four, five years, where we just didn't have a game at the end of the day. There wasn't one game that would still be relevant no matter what else happens the rest of the day. And, you know, last year we got the game where the Packers needed a win to get in. The Lions weren't playing for anything, but they knocked out the Packers. So I think that... If the Dolphins lose this weekend and the Bills win and week 18 is the AFC East championship game and the stakes will be high because yeah. the loser is going to be the number six seed at best because the Browns are locked in at five. Um, and there may be a way to improve that. I don't know if the Browns will win the division. I don't know about that part of it. But if it's just got the division on the line, that's a candidate to be the last game of the season. It's got to be. Yeah, no, we, yeah. we think so, too. And I had heard that yesterday, and I was like, well, okay, I'm prepared. It's At least it's at home. Mike, hey, thank you so much, man. Appreciate you spending some time with us this morning. Take care. and Have a great new year. Thanks, Joe. You too, buddy. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The Step Back 3, you bet! Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. It's better over here. After investing billions to light up our network, T-Mobile is America's largest 5G network. Plus, right now, you can switch, keep your phone, and we'll pay it off up to $800. See how you can save on every plan versus Verizon and AT&T at T-Mobile.com slash across America. 
Up to four lines via virtual prepaid card. Allow 15 days. Qualifying unlocked device credit service ported 90 plus days with device and eligible carrier and timely redemption required. Card has no cash access and expires in six months. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly.